This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is... You win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Went to Mo Kings Meadow, the podcast that follows the Chelsea FC women's team. Uh, although Chelsea entered into the start of the Champions League group stage without Emma Hayes on the touchline, Chelsea's win versus Everton have proven that they could do it without her. PSG's ultras bounced, but it was thanks to a first half really bright goal that Chelsea took all three points and started off Group A in the best possible fashion. Sunday night then saw torrential rain and multiple changes as the Blues visited a place that had seen, had seen them come unstuck a number of times, but despite a waterlogged pitch, Chelsea came away with what was an all-in-all a comfortable 2-0 win. Events off the pitch appeared to be conspiring against us, but on it, things seemed to be going swimmingly. And the title of tonight's show is Went to Kings Meadow, episode 88, Winning in the Rain. Uh, remember, you can listen live every Tuesday at 8pm by heading to Mixler.com. That's M-I-X-L-R.com and searching for Went to Kings Meadow, where you can join in the show by posting on the live chat page, as Buffer73 already has. Uh, so you can join him and chat about what we're talking about and we'll include your comments in the show. On the show this week, in part one, we're going to discuss that win in Paris. In part two, we'll look at the victory over Hope Pals Brighton. And in part three, we'll have a brief look ahead of tomorrow night's victory against the Albanian team that we absolutely cannot pronounce. Uh, now, joining me on the show tonight, no Dane tonight, but Jane is here, luckily. Jane, good to see you. Yep, yeah, it's good to be back. And I'm not going to attempt to pronounce the Albanian team's name because I know I will ruin it. Yeah, I'm going to try and part three, but I'm building up to it. That's how much is playing <laughs> on my mind. Uh, now, just us two, we are joined by the Chelsea Women Supporters Group uh, Chief of Staff, uh, Kerry Evans. Kerry, good to see you. How are you doing? Hi there. Thanks for having me again. It is our pleasure. Now, the reason that Kerry was a number one choice tonight was because that herself and Jane both flew out to Paris um, on Thursday last week. Yes. Yeah, it seems like ages ago, but it was literally last <laughs> Thursday. Um, Jane, talk us through your day, uh, what it consisted of and everything that went on throughout the whole trip. It consisted of waking up very early and then our flight being delayed because of the thunderstorm in Paris. So we didn't even have to wake up that early because the flight was delayed. Um, And then we had a nice adventure around Paris. 
a few blisters on our feet from all the walking and a nice evening finished with another thunderstorm, but we got the win. And then an eventful journey on the way home with the PSG Ultras. Yeah, hence winning in the rain was the title. Um, makes sense. Uh, mm-hmm. What happened with the PSG Ultras? Because they not big fans of Chelsea, especially on the men's side of the game. Does that carry over? Because I know they came over to Kings Meadow before, didn't they? Made a bit of a rush. Uh, they were like all right in the stadium. They weren't, they were just loud and normal. And then we got on the uh, Metro on the way home and they were all on there singing, dancing and Kerry wanted to try and get us killed by singing Chelsea songs. Um, but we kept quiet and got off. They eventually did get off before us, which was lucky. But they they were harmless, really. Yeah, Kerry, is that true? You're causing aggro? Well, I just wanted to sing Millie Bright's song and then all I got was a shut up, just be quiet <laughs> from Jane. <laughs> they won't be taking away your passport for the next fixture then. Um, no. Good. Uh, Kerry, all about your experience of... Have you been away for Champions League before? Because it's been... I know they've played away previously before COVID, but that seems to have wiped out a big amount of time that we played in the competition. Yeah, I've been to like I've been my last Champions League game was Leon away, and I had I did pre I did PSG previously, so I knew what to expect from their fans. As the yeah, so we did a lot of walking, and then we had issues with our tickets as well, so that took a large time up sort trying to sort that out. Yeah, I know some you got well not you personally, but people tried to poke fun at the crowd after the game on social media, but obviously people are not aware of how difficult it is to sort these things out, what's the sort of process? Because with when the men's team play away, there's a package you can buy. You get a ticket and a flight and a hotel. You can go and fly and stay there and just pay that sum of money. But it doesn't happen on the women's side yet, does it? I wish, no. I mean, the away section was only sorted out Friday evening and the game course was on the Wednesday. Of course, Chelsea didn't announce anything about an away section. And, yeah, that tweet really annoyed me, especially when you're up for 29 hours and that's the last thing you want to see. People taking... Because people made... We all made a huge effort. People made efforts. But even people who couldn't make it, like, there's reasons behind it. Like, we're living in tough times and, like, we've got families. Families, you can't four or five people fly over. So it was just... that. Yeah, he really did wind me up. Yeah, twat. Um, Jane, talking about just the football then, how good was it to get away with the win? and start the season off in the Champions League with a 1-0 win against a good PSG team? Although it was only a 1-0 win, it was the best performance I've seen us play. Oh, I know I say all season, the season's literally just starting. I think we've played like, what, four games, five games? Um, but just the whole performance and sort of the team effort they put in, they were determined to get this win out of it. And although PSG looked sort of, they looked threatening, but I didn't actually what like I didn't think we had to worry about them. Yeah, it did feel a bit like that. Kerry, there was a bit of criticism of the performance on online, as there often is uh with social media. But do you think so I've just lost my place there now? Um did Chelsea sort of play the game in the right way, sort of counter-attacking football instead of trying to be on the front foot away from home without Emma Hayes? There are lots of things going on, isn't there? Yeah, I actually, Chelsea needed more credit for their their performance. They, they controlled it and I was happy. I, I just wanted to get any win and get out of their safe lace and that's what happens. Yeah, exactly. But without sounding too dim and gloom, this result will become meaningless if we don't go on and get the results. I know like last season we drew with Juventus at home and that really sort of 
messed up what was to become the last game. So we need to build on this, don't we? Is basically what I'm trying to say. Definitely. We need to, at least for tomorrow, we just get another three points and then we can just work well our way throughout and then progress into the next round. Yeah, well, we are going to talk about tomorrow in part three. Um, before we do that, we've got to get to part two. Uh, we're going to do that by taking a short ad break. Uh, before we do that, a reminder that our summer series celebrating the 30th anniversary of the creation of the Chelsea FC women's team is available in full on our Patreon page. Subscription costs £5 per month, and in return, you get access to interviews with Tony Farmer, who created the team, George Michaelas, who managed the team from 2002 to 2005, and Matt Beard, who was Chelsea's coach before Emma Hayes. Uh, head to www.patreon.com forward slash went to Mo Kings Meadow to sign up today. We'll be right back. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> It's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great! Uh, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Ginge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Chelsea videos and podcasts. Download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play. Let's move on then from the Champions League win, turn our attention to our WSL victory over Brighton in the WSL this past Sunday. Uh, Chelsea lined up for this one in a 3-4-3 formation with Anne Katrenberger in goal. Millie Bright and Nick Nowen and Jess Carter made up the back three with Yves Perisay and Neve Charles playing as wingbacks. Uh, Aaron Cuppert was supported by Jesse Fleming in midfield with Lauren James and Johanna Rittenkamrid supporting Bethany England in attack. 
Chelsea used all five subs with Magda Eriksson and Guru Wrighton coming on for Jess Carter and Neve Charles in the 67th minute. Sam Kerr and Vanilla Harder replaced Bethany England and Lauren James in the 72nd minute. And in the 82nd minute, Sophie Ingle replaced Jesse Fleming. This left Satura Misovic, Katrina Sitkova, Kadisha Buchanan and Alsu Abdelina as unused substitutes. Stats-wise, Chelsea had 64% possession, 21 shots, 10 on target, 7 corners and 9 fouls to Brighton's 36% possession. Eight shots, two on target, one corner and seven fouls. Uh, before we get into all that, Kerry, uh, this game was a bit touch and go because of the weather. Uh, in the end, they said it could play on because the ground staff had done enough. Uh, but given what we saw on the pitch, especially in the first half, do you think that was the right decision? No. I mean, looking back, yes, because we won. But if, I think we would all be more annoyed. We'd be like, that game should have been called off if we lost. But... Really, especially nearer out of the goal, like I think they just left puddles. So yeah, I, but Drain picks me up, and I said driving. I was like, this game's gonna get postponed because it's been raining all day. Because I don't live too far from the ground, but they somehow it went ahead. Yeah, well, I live around the corner, and when it mm. rained in the morning, I thought there's no way they're gonna play tonight. So they're just gonna call it off. But Jane, what did you? Because it disrupted us in the first half, didn't it? And then it played into our hands a bit in the second because that was their best side, the right hand side. So it was the same for both teams as it always is. But do you think, was there a risk at all? Do you think? It didn't really seem like it, but I think it was it so just late seemed to be, to play it. It just seemed to be that in the first half, that side, I don't know what side you want to call it, it depends how you look at the pitch. There was just that area that seemed to just have no sort of drainage at all. And I feel like that's where the issues were caused. And I saw a picture, a video after the game of the pitch inspection and they actually kick the ball and it doesn't even move along the ground. And I think you shouldn't have, we shouldn't have played the game under the circumstances. But I feel like maybe playing at Brighton on a waterlogged pitch is the way forward for us to get the three points. If we play them in the summer, we'll just have to bring watering cans, get their own, <laughs> just like watering the pitch. All the, all the, all the, we got the points, so that's all that matters. Yeah, as Kerry said, we won, so we're not really talking about it too much. If we lost, I think it would be a bigger part of the show. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the team then. Uh, Kerry, a lot of changes. Uh, one we've been discussing for a couple of weeks on the show is uh, Sam Kerr off and Bethany Lynn in. Uh, a bold call, a ground we've struggled at historically to bring Beth in, in your opinion, or not? I mean, yes and no. I mean, Sam's not on form, so it was great to give Beth a chance, and she has scored at that ground previously. So, and she, liked, and she has scored against Bryson, I think, at Kings Meadow as well. So, I think, no... It was it made it made sense. Yeah, Jane, what did you make of, of that decision in particular? Because I've been calling for it because Sam just doesn't look herself. I don't think she did when she came on either. But yeah, it's still to leave Sam Kerr out. Still a big decision, isn't it? It is a big decision, but I feel like the game sort of we've got coming up and sort of the rotation that we've got in the squad, and it gave Beth a good opportunity to get a start, and she did get a goal if it was her goal. I still think it was Neves, but we'll let Beth take it. Um, but I feel like she does deserve to start. And this is where it's handy, where we've sort of got Champions League games because the squad starting can be rotated. Yeah, and it was rotated, wasn't it? Um, another decision that I probably wasn't expecting was both uh, Khadija Buchanan and Magda Eriksson to miss out, Jane. Uh, what did you make of that call? Because now and Carter haven't really played at all. And it's a big ask to put them into a game like this. Well, they're going to be against, you know, a tough Brighton team, should we say? Yeah, I was shocked that especially Magda didn't start just because she is sort of 
she's the captain and she does do so well in games. And then sort of Buchanan, I sort of guess she would have got rested just because of sort of the games coming up and to give Jess and Anique the start. Um, but I wasn't worried. They seemed to play quite well together. And I reckon tomorrow's game, Millie may be rested. Yeah, we'll discuss that in full in part three. Um, something else we've been talking about, Kerry, is having Lauren James play through the middle instead of out wide. And she was able to do that without harder on the on the pitch. Um, what did you make of her performance? Because I thought she was one of the bright sparks in that first half. Yeah, I think she's getting like, she's got this swagger about it. She's just full of confidence, and even the rain wasn't didn't even stop her all the puddles. So yeah, she um yeah she was the if we were going to score in that first half, it was going to come through Lauren. Yeah, I think she just needs to score, doesn't she, to get sort of that off her back, and then she can kick on even more. Um, Jane, if I was to describe the first half in one word, it probably would be boggy because uh, it affected us on that right hand side. Uh, Parise and Camry got into good positions, but got caught up with the pitch. So it still was a bit weird that we didn't try and use that left-hand side a bit more because Charles wasn't really attacking, was she? Yeah, I think I said to Lucy or Kerry, I can't actually remember, I was like, why do we keep using the side that the ball's not moving on? We've got this whole other side that seems to be okay. Um, But unless that was just the game plan was to play that side and that's what they've been training and they hadn't trained the other side. Um, But every time they sort of went to run on goal, it just, the whole thing just froze and I was like, great. Like we have to like start again, but hopefully like they'll know how to play both sides. Yeah, like they need a second ball, and then when it stops, they can just throw another one. Yeah, they could just have another ball play. ready. Yeah. Um, one occasion we did play on that left hand side, Kerry, was Jesse Fleming appeared to be taken out by Victoria Williams. Uh, on the replay, there wasn't any appeal from the players, but the video looks like it's a penalty. I don't actually remember that one. I remember Lauren James's one, uh, but a bit bemusing it wasn't given. Yeah, to be fair, I don't remember that one either. But I remember Jane showing it to me. It didn't look it. It didn't look like anything from where we were sitting. But when Jane, I think was that the one you showed me? You were like the the VAR. Yeah, I think I think that was the one I got up. I saw a few of them. <laughs> yeah, there was a few decisions, but it looked like a penalty. When you watch it back, it does look like a penalty, but it wasn't given. Yeah, but I think who was the ref that? Um... Abigail Bryan. Yeah, so there you go. Um, that explains everything. Um, now, I was told by one of our listeners, Ben, to watch out for Katie Robinson. And in that first half down our left-hand side, she was their right winger. Uh, her dangerous, there was Brighton's most dangerous player with her pace against Jess Carter. Uh, Jane, that was a good little battle, wasn't it, in the first half? But I think Jess really stood up to her, didn't she? Was she the player with curly hair? Yeah. Yeah. I was just making sure I was like thinking of the right player. She did, Jess sort of managed to like keep on her. I think Jess's speed as well. She can run, like she'll be on the players. Even though she sort of managed to keep keep her quiet. I don't think Brighton had many chances overall, really. Yeah, only two shots on target. And a couple of times Carter like got the ball out of play and she looked like she was out of breath. Obviously, she hasn't played much, so she wouldn't be match fit. But that sort of was worrying me a little bit, but she did keep her in her pocket in the second half, helped by the pitch, I guess. Um now, Robinson, obviously, she's only 20 years old as well, Jane. So I think she's one of the players that um, a lot of teams are going to be watching, especially us. I think she's English as well. Sort of something we like in our players, young English players. Would you want Chelsea to keep an eye on her? Maybe for potential in the future. I think at the minute we don't need no more players. Our squad's too big to keep everyone happy as it is at the minute. 
but I feel like in the future and as she sort of develops I think she would be a good one to look for yeah I think all the top clubs are going to look at her um, now that battle in the corner of the pitch near where we sat Kerry was a great foreshadow to what was to come in the second half because Perisay and in particular Cameron came to life didn't they because the pitch sort of helped them out and they could get on the ball and, and get running and they caused Brighton so many problems didn't they yeah, as I said, I think having no puddles in that corner definitely helps help them. So they were they were just running and crossing the ball. So yeah, they both had a great second half. Yeah, Buffer seventy three says the best defender of the match was the puddle, uh, which is True. difficult to argue against actually because the puddle did do some great defending. <laughs> um, Jane, one thing I was thinking of after the game was thanks to Cameron's performance that we're not really missing Frank Kirby. Um, he's obviously still out. She's coming back for the next game. But that speaks massive of, of Cameron's performance, doesn't it? That you sort of get through a whole game and then you think, oh, actually, Kirby's actually not in the team. Yeah, I think the few, last few games we've seen her play, she's sort of developing more and more. And she just, all she needs now is a goal. That'd be like the cherry on top. Um, but I do really like her as a player as well. I feel like I've seemed to like fall in love with her. Like she's just, she's just brilliant. And she has such a good sense of humour as well. When we was in Paris, she sort of come over and she was like singing along to her song. Um, but Kerry will agree as well. We both love her. Yeah, Kerry's going to sing her song actually right now. <laughs> I'm resting my voice for tomorrow. <laughs> I'll let you out. You can just... <laughs> so Emma calls her Jojo. Is that right? Yo-yo. Yo-yo. So the song is like Yo-yo, like Yo-yo Toro, isn't it? Yes, yes. It was, it was down to um, Sam and Sophie who came up with that. They asked if we could sing it for her. So <laughs> now it's her song. So the words are not too difficult. If you hear it, that's who it's for. Um, so it makes a bit more sense to you. Um, they're talking of goals, as Jane said. The, the opening goal carry came from a set piece. Uh, great delivery from Perisay. Uh, and it was Neve Charles with the header. Um, I thought it was in already, but Beth's made sure and put it over the line. Um, great header from, from Neve, wasn't it? She's not normally one that you would associate being in the box like that. No, but I think she's she's getting more and more in the box the last couple of games, and it was yeah, she's a great head, great, great looping header, and whoever scored it, I don't care. You <laughs> got the goal. It can go to both of them. That's five. Yeah, Brighton said it was someone else because they're twins. Yeah, they said the knee. Yeah, so everyone was a bit confused. Jane, have you watched it back? I know you get the replays up at the game, but I watched it, it back probably God knows how many times. And every time I watch it, I'd be honest, I still don't know. I think it goes over the line. And with Beth's reaction in the interview after, even Beth thought it went over the line, but she just kicked it anyway. But according to the goal people that look at it, it was definitely Beth's. But I feel, I don't know. We'll give it to Neve England. Neve England. Well, they'll have to share the goal bonus. Hopefully Beth yeah. when it gets paid in her account at the weekend. <laughs> Half of it. Um, but talking to Beth Jane, it was great for her to get on the score sheet because, as we said, Sam's been out of sort of form and looks a, so it's a bit not right. So for Beth to come in and, and get that goal is going to help her confidence, isn't it? Yeah, I think it will help her sort of. I'm hoping she gets a start tomorrow as well. Um, and I think the goal sort of Sunday's going to help her sort of push to get that start because she'll be determined for more and the club want goals at the end of the day. Um, but it is good to see her get back into a good form just sort of with Sam not performing at her best it gives Beth a good opportunity Yeah and goals obviously win games don't they uh, Kerry given sort of the importance that teams like Brighton put on their set plays 
was sort of a bit more pleasing to get one against them, wasn't it? Because they put so much into them in terms of their tactics. For us, the score was really good. Yes, because I think that's how they normally score is from a set play. So it's nice to do it to them and hopefully we'll get more from set pieces because normally we don't. Yeah, we've got some some big players. Anik's really big, like tall and physical. Mm. I think she should get on the end of a few more when she's in the box. Obviously, you've got Millie and Magda's great in the air. Sam's great in the air. Beth's great in the air. So, And now um, Anik's great in the air. Yeah, and with someone like uh, Perisay uh, putting them in there, um, hopefully we will see a few more. Uh, after that goal, Jane, I felt the game sort of petered out a little bit. I think it sort of was a kick in the stomach to Brighton. Uh, but we did have to rely on a couple of AKB saves, not too many. Um, but I think she went under the radar a little bit, given uh, we are talking about the outfield players a bit more. But without her, Brighton could have easily got that goal they normally get and pulled this game back level, couldn't they? Yeah, I think where Brighton sort of had most of their chance in the second half, we didn't see it as much. Well, we didn't name the poll as there was a few more polls at Brighton. We didn't get a chance to name them polls, but I feel like she did. I did see on Twitter some of the saves she did. And I feel like without her, we would have lost as as usual against Brighton. It's normally a loss. But I feel like she does go under the radar some games, especially when sort of some of the players have scored good goals. Berger goes sort of quiet and you don't actually recognise her for the saves and sort of the help she's done for us. Yeah, that's what makes the top goalkeeper stand out is when they don't have to do much in the game. But when they do, they do it um, really well. Kerry, talking of the polls, let's go back to the polls. Because James just said it, it made me think of it. After a while, <laughs> you forget they're there, these ones. So they're less annoying them at Tramia. Yeah, because they were thin. So you could see you could <laughs> see either way. Where the ones at Tramia were just a whole other level. Of, couldn't, but that helps, so it's fine. Yeah, I guess at Tramia, they're holding up a proper roof rather than... What, yeah, like, a canopy, called, yeah. a bright canopy of some sorts. Bit of a weird I one. Um, yeah, luckily it wasn't too windy. Um, although there was some fireworks, uh, so that could have caught fire, but that would have probably <laughs> been know. the most exciting thing to have happened in that second half. Um, and okay, we got the second goal for opening the harder on as a sub, securing all three points. Uh, some finish, wasn't it? Oh, definitely, especially because it was right in front of us, so we got like a great view of it, and it's just like the power. And then she come running over and celebrate with us. It was a nice, it was a brilliant goal. Yeah, it's a good tweet today, actually, from the supporters group, because you hear the away, away fans jump up. Yeah, we just see, all, this is it? why we need way in. Then when you see all the fans jump up at once, it's just, it's, a, it's great to see. Yeah, and then when you do away end, you get record attendances because they're there for the Chelsea, as we all know. Yeah. Um, Jane, another reason it was a great goal to watch is because in the second half, we've got so many good positions in the box and people just don't seem to want to shoot anymore. Um, they try and pass it to somebody else, but Benilla took the game thing into her own hands and just smashed it in the in the top of the net. Where do you think this lack of willingness to shoot is coming from? Because it's driving me crazy. I honestly don't know. It started with Fran. I feel like Fran's scared to shoot and she just tries to pass it. But I feel like they get the ball and they sort of freeze, don't know what to do, think, oh, we'll pass it instead, give it to someone else, let them take the pressure. But then it just doesn't seem to work. So I was glad Peniel finally sort of just went for it. We had a few opportunities, but they just either was too high or they got saved or deflected. But yeah, Peniel sort of was, I feel like she was like, right, I've had enough of this. We need another goal. Let's just do it. And if you don't try, you won't get. Yeah, don't buy a ticket. You won't win the lottery. Because Kerry, we're known for being a team that scores great goals. You know, Sophie Ingle, uh, Neil Charles scores great goals. 
Millie scores great goals. Aaron can score great goals. It seems there is this push towards scoring the perfect goal. I don't know if that is something they're doing in training or something they're picking up from the wider football, sort of the way football's going in general. What do you make of it? Uh, I think our players need to become more selfish. I feel like they just want the ultimate team goal sometimes where just shoot and then you just hope because it could come off the goal and get rebounded and go in and it could all sorts. So just having the effort, but this is where I think some of them need to come a bit more selfish. Yeah, maybe we could, another T-shirt idea is like just fucking shoot. <laughs> I hate it when I pass the ball and just shoot at the goalkeeper because he's going to let We need to get, do those arrow things, you know, where we go shoot. Like, the goal's here. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is this little debate that happened on Twitter. Uh, and it's the claim that Brighton do well against Chelsea because they're the champions and they really want to beat us uh, and not because Chelsea never play badly. Um, Jane, where do you stand on the matter? Are you in the camp that Brighton just turn up because it's Chelsea and then when it's Man United, they don't? Or do you think Chelsea sometimes play badly against teams like Brighton? I feel like at the minute, Brighton do turn up and they're just a complete different team. I feel like when we've played Brighton, I wouldn't say we've played awfully sometimes we haven't played our best but it honestly feels like any other team Brighton plays against it's like normal Brighton and then when it comes as soon as they see Chelsea they like turn a switch and it's just a complete a complete different team Hope Powell's like feeding them something different for breakfast that morning they're having week bits on the week of the Chelsea game Coco Pops when it's Man United <laughs> um Kerry, what do you make of it? Because surely teams like Brighton want to win every game. I know there is added incentive to beat Chelsea, but surely there's more to it than just Chelsea, the champions of Brighton, are going to want to play this game better than they do any other. Yeah, I think it's a mixture of both. Like we Chelsea have played like poorly at times, but but I don't know if it's because Brighton have pushed up their levels because it, it is Chelsea, but I don't think it's because we're the champions. I just think it's because it's Chelsea. You never know what Hope Powell wants to get, like, tactical genius over Emma. That could be a part of it as well. So it's a mixture of both. I will combine it to both. But Brighton do somehow always just turn up when it's Chelsea. But also, we can also not help the situation. Yeah, I think, personally, in the past, that we've just played into Brighton's hands by Mm. trying to keep the ball long and then they've got good defenders who can head the ball away and then we don't make any chances wondering why we can't score. And I thought, actually, yesterday was a lot different. They tried to keep the ball down a bit more, especially when Lauren and Jesse got on the ball in midfield. We tried to play through them, uh, which helped. And uh, overall, it was a comfortable win. I don't think we were really threatened. As Jane said, we weren't worried about Brighton scoring uh, at all. Uh, Now, we did hold our usual player of the match vote. Bethany England got 3% of the vote. Lauren James, 4%. Eve Perisane, 26%. But the runaway winner with 67% of 130 votes was Johanna Ritten-Cameron. Agree with that, Jane? Yeah, I'd, I'd give it to Yo-Yo. Yeah, Kerry, you in agreement as well? I'm definitely in agreement. Yo-Yo as well. <laughs> Up the Yo-Yo. Up the Yo-Yos. Yeah, Yo-Yo <laughs> Club. Uh, founding members one and two. Uh, if you want to join Yo-Yo Club, just hashtag it on Twitter and then choose your number. Um Results elsewhere on Saturday, Spurs lost 3-0 to Manchester City, Aston Villa lost 1-0 to Everton, and then on Sunday, Arsenal beat Liverpool 2-0, Man United beat Leicester 1-0, West Ham beat Reading 3-2, and then Chelsea obviously beat Brighton 2-0. In the late game, uh, the table now looks like this, Arsenal are first on 12 points, United second on 12 points, Chelsea third on 12 points. 
Uh, Chelsea have played five games. The others have played four. Uh, Everton in fourth on nine points. West Ham fifth, nine points. They've also played five games each. Uh, sixth, Man City, six points. Seventh, Aston Villa, six points. Eighth, Spurs, six points. Uh, ninth, Liverpool with three points. Ten, Brighton, three points. Eleven, Reading, no points. And Leicester, no points at the bottom of the table. And they played five as well. Uh, so not looking good for them at the start of the season. I'm sure Willie Kirk will be ready to be the manager very soon. Uh, time now for our final ad break. Before we do that, this is the perfect opportunity to tell you that issue one of King's Meadow Chronicle, the brand new Chelsea FC Wins fanzine, is on sale now. Uh, thanks to those who brought a copy on Sunday. They will also be available at Aston Villa outside the ground. Just buy the big King's Meadow sign, unless the stewards kick me out. Uh, alternatively, if you head to kingsmeadowchronicle.bigcartel.com, you can buy either a PDF copy or get one posted to you. Uh, we'll be right back. For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Chelsea videos and podcasts. Download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome back to the final part of Wentimo Kings Meadow. Time now for a quick look ahead to tomorrow's game against Valencia at Kings Meadow. Does that sound good? You've got to say it in an Albanian accent. Valencia. It just sounds Russian, though. That's the problem. I can't going to sound racist. Um, <laughs> a bit like Taken, isn't it? Well, they all sound the same. Uh, I just want to say Valencia, which is what's triggering my mind. It looks we'll like just it. say the Albanian team. The Albanian team. Uh, yeah, tomorrow at Kings Meadow, eight o'clock kickoff. Uh, the big news, Kerry, that Kirby is going to be back and available, um, which is obviously great news to hear, isn't it? Yeah, this is it. I don't think we've missed her, but it's always great to have her available, and hopefully she's back fit and healthy, and we will get the best out of her. Yeah, given the choice, Jane, you're always going to opt to having Kirby, aren't you? Yeah, I feel like we weren't worried that she was gone. We felt I feel like she was going to come back at some point and she's always going to come back stronger. So I'm glad she is back and sort of back in training. Hopefully whatever she was out with wasn't too serious. Yeah, it was weird, wasn't it? The first three games she can, um, she sort of took on the team when Harder was out injured and she scored the goals. So then when she was out, Harder scored the goals and now we're going to have both of them back. So hopefully they both score goals. Uh, and we get even bigger wins. Um, speaking to the media, Paul Green said, things are looking good. Frank Kirby has come back into the squad. She's been in training the last couple of days and will be in addition to the squad. Fran is a quality player to have her back for tomorrow night is a big boost, uh, which is what we just said, Paul, as well. So great minds think alike. Uh, speaking of the Albanian team, he said they will be very well organised, very structured defensively. They did very well against Real Madrid last week. It was only two late goals that got Madrid the win. They were very difficult to break down. We're expecting them to come to Kings Meadow with a similar tactical approach to the game. Um, so, Kerry, we know what to expect. The team is going to sit back, sit deep, and Chelsea are going to try to break them down, a bit like playing Brighton away, I suppose. Um, what's your thoughts about that? How would you go about that? I think it'd be no surprise that they will come and sit back because it's they've, they've got nothing to lose and we've got everything to lose. 
So it was going to be an interesting game. I don't even know much about them. All I know that they're Albanian champions. So it's going to be interesting to even watch a new team. So it's going to be a. I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough evening. Yeah, we look back to last season, Jane, when we played Savet at home. We beat them. Was it seven nil away? Um, yeah, something beat, like that. Yeah, one nil at home, like a late goal. So I think that's a game we could look at, sort of a, a precursor to what's what could happen and what Chelsea need to do better to obviously not have a, a late goal and make it a bit of a stress-free evening for us all. I feel like we've sort of just seen, oh, it's an Albanian team, no one's ever heard of them, it's going to be easy. But then after sort of seeing Real Madrid didn't score, I think, till the 60-something minute, and I thought, well, actually, this might be a bit harder than we expect. But I don't think we've got nothing too much to worry about. I feel like as long as we turn up on the, on the night, we'll be fine. Yeah, Carrier, I always used to say no Wikipedia, no good. So if they've not got a Wikipedia page for the players, they're not very good. Um, I've not looked yet to see if Albania's Wikipedia page is up there. Um, but like Jane said, do you I'll think... have a quick just, look. Yeah, if we take sort of the mentality that we're the best team and we pull it on them early on, that we would get the goal early and settle a few nerves, maybe? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, we've got the quality. It's just getting, making sure we... we don't take them lightly because that's that could be the danger but we've got the place to do it so I, I do feel we're going to win tomorrow but I don't think it's going to be like a 7-8-0 fraction even though yeah I was gonna say even though it's good but you don't really want that in women's football so that's why I, I sort of like hesitated saying that well when it's Chelsea I don't mind <laughs> when it's other teams we could say oh that's not good but when it's your own team it's pretty impressive isn't it um Jane, I think we go to a back four for, for this game to allow the fullbacks to get forward, uh, not not sort of pack the middle of the midfield too much. What would you sort of think about doing if you were Emma Hayes or Denise Reddy? Yeah, I think I'd put it as a back four. I did have a quick look. They do have a Wikipedia page and they won both their league and their cup last season. So they might actually be better than we thought. Yes, um, so we, I feel like we've... Pardon? They got a Wikipedia page. They will be good. <laughs> they will be good, but I do think have a back four, just to sort of to be solid at that back. I feel like the defense is sort of going to be important in this game. Yeah. Um. Um. What was I going to say? I've lost my place again. Kerry, there we are. Um. Sam Kerr or Beth England is another question. Jane said she, that goal will help her carry on. She thinks she'll get the start in the next game. Do you think you would stick with Beth as well? I would stick with Beth as well, just, just, just because we she needs to start. I think I think give Sam a bit of rest. Then I don't know what's if she's tired or is she, what's going on with Sam. So I think give Beth a chance. Yeah, we don't want to obviously um, spread rumors or make suggestions because we don't know what's happening with Sam. We know she doesn't look her normal self, and while Beth scoring, Jane probably best just to let Beth play isn't it yeah I think for the time being leave Beth in the squad I feel like she's on a roll and hopefully with sort of her playing good um she'll get an England call up in a couple of weeks for the England squad so for like keep Beth in it leave Sam on the bench and bring her on but then if Sam can score some goals it might give her the confidence it's one of those if she starts it's a hard bangs, one and if she bangs in the hat trick this is why I'm glad I'm not Emma or anyone who picks the squad but if she starts and doesn't score, 
that does worse to her confidence. So yeah, that's what we. It is balance the scales, haven't we? Oh, um, <laughs> too much. Yeah, the other question, Jane, I think we've got is whether AKP stays in goal or you do some rotation, let um, Suchira come back in and, and play a game just to give her the minutes as well. Uh, I feel like it's a hard one. I feel like because we sort of don't know what the team's like, do you sort of, although Zakira is a good goalkeeper, do you risk changing it up or leaving her? I don't know. It's hard, but I think I'd go with Berger. Yeah, Kerry, what about you? Uh, I'll I'll keep with Berger as well, just because yeah. she's done nothing wrong. But there's no skill. Oh, but they give her. A, oh, I'm glad I'm not a manager. Because <laughs> I just throw all the players on the pitch. You all play, <laughs> all twenty three of you on the pitch. <laughs> we do what we want. I suppose that's the thing, Jane, about this squad now is that. We can rotate as we've seen against Brighton, bring in four or five players, rest some key players and still win because there's the strength there now to be able to do that. Do you think because of that, there'll be more changes than we probably might expect or might have had in previous seasons? I don't think there'll be as many changes to sort of the changes we had Thursday to Sunday, if that makes sense. I don't think there'll be as many changes. Um, but it is, it's handy sort of, everyone sort of, doesn't moan about having such a big squad, but when the players aren't getting the playtime, then when you've got such a big load of games coming up, you need a rotation, otherwise your players are just going to get tired. So I feel like we'll see a small rotation this game round, but not sort of a massive one. Well, my team has got six changes to the starting lineup from Sunday. Uh, so it's a 4 3 3 with AKB standing goal. Uh, Neve Charles at right back, Buchanan, Eriksen, centre backs, and Perisay at left back. Uh, Ingle holding midfield with Lauren James and Lilla Harder in the middle. Uh, Wright and Kirby as wingers, and then Beth up front. Thoughts on that? Who would you change? Not change. I would. I'll definitely rest Aaron and Milo. Those them two definitely need to be rested. I maybe rest. I would have rested Guru and put and play Yo-Yo instead, just because Guru's played a lot of minutes. Well, I don't know about Fran's fitness, so maybe she starts and then Fran comes on. Because Guru was rested on Sunday, wasn't she? She was. I forgot about that. I've been to so many games. I can't remember <laughs> who started. Who's not. That is true. But I do like. I like your lineup anyway. Yeah, I think that's... Is that the one question mark, Jane? Sort of yo-yo for Kirby? Depends on Kirby's fitness. Yeah, I don't think... I don't know about Charles at right back either, by the way. Uh, it's just I the... feel like at the minute I wouldn't start Kirby. Obviously, we don't know what she's been out with. You, she might be, like, fully fit and ready to start a game. But I feel like I'd bring her on for now and start yo-yo. Yeah, it's always weird with Fran though, because like she has no preseason and she starts the first three games and scores three goals. And everyone's like, well, You, you just don't know what to expect with her. You expect the unexpected. That's why she's yeah. super Fran. Because <laughs> exactly. you just don't know what you're gonna get. <laughs> uh, talking of expecting the unexpected, score predictions. Kerry can go first, she's our guest. I'm gonna go three nil. Three nil. Okay, Jane. I'm gonna go two nil. Two nil. Come on, where's the where's the enthusiasm for Chelsea in the Champions League? <laughs> uh, six nil to Chelsea. 
uh, it's my prediction. You can let us know yours uh, by post, by email, uh, Twitter, Instagram, however you want to tell us. Uh, but you've got until eight o'clock tomorrow because otherwise you're cheating because otherwise then you know what's going on. Um, sadly, that is all we've got time for this week. Thanks to those who've joined in live on Mixler and joined in the chat. Remember, you can do so by downloading the Mixler app and searching for Went to Mo Kings Meadow. Uh, Jane, good to see you again. I'll see you on Sunday. Probably not there tomorrow, but enjoy the game tomorrow night. Yep, it's going to be cold. I know that. And I'm hoping I make it before kickoff. I'm finishing work at seven. So I've literally got a very tight schedule to be there in an hour. Yeah, but hopefully hoping, half term helps you out because the road should be a little bit quieter. This I'm week. hoping God will be on my side and will get me there in less than an hour, parked up and in. Yeah, the parking is the thing I'll be worried about. But that's all. That's all I'm worried about is parking. Traffic will be fine, but I'll be there at some point. Just drive. Just drive your car onto the pitch. <laughs> I'm here, everyone. <laughs> Jane's here. Game stops. Um, Kerry, good to see you again. Enjoy the game, and I'll see you Sunday as well. Yes, I say thanks for having me again, and yes, see you Sunday. Always our pleasure. You can follow us on social media, not in real life, but on social media you can follow us. Uh, we are at Mokings Meadow. I'm at Dean Mears. James at Jane Chapel X. Kerry as it is at at Kerry Evans. If I can get that out, uh, you can also follow Chelsea at Chelsea Women SG. Um, we'll be back next Tuesday to review the Albanian team game and the Aston Villa game at the weekend. So until next time, thanks for listening. From Kings Meadow to Wembley, keep the blue flag flying high. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.